Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. Ellenbecker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. We have a second location in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across the street from Winkies. Feel free to stop into any of our offices if you want to put a face with a voice or if you'd like to learn more about Ellenbecker Investment Group. We are also able to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. So if you'd like an appointment there for our Wisconsin listeners, probably makes most sense in January, February, or March. Uh, Don't hesitate to give us a call. We'll happily arrange for an appointment there as well. My guest today is Jim Larson, and he is a licensed insurance agent and executive sales leader with Health Markets. We're going to talk a little bit about Medicare. The Medicare open enrollment period is right around the corner, and I know that I get many questions from my clients on a regular basis about Medicare. I'm hoping that after our show today and after you've been able to get to know Jim a little bit and learn more about Medicare that you'll feel more confident in what the next steps will be. There's the A, B's, C's, and D's of Medicare and it's complex and the environment is ever-changing. So we are happy to have Jim as a Uh, part of our team and willing to sit down and talk with our clients and is available to answer any questions. Today we're going to try at a high level to bring as much information as we can to you as you start to think about uh, how Medicare affects you and you really put a plan together on how you're going to handle the annual open enrollment period. So we'll take a quick break and when I return I will introduce you to Jim and we will jump right in and talk about Medicare. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And today my guest is Jim Larson with Health Markets. And he is a licensed insurance agent and executive sales leader with Health Markets and provides a lot of information to our advisors here at Ellenbecker Investment Group as well as our clients on Medicare. The Medicare landscape is complicated for uh, those of us who don't work with it every day, but for Jim, it's it's very uh, very easy for him to work with clients and explain all the different parts of Medicare. The open enrollment period is right around the corner, and you're going to have a lot of things to think about, a lot of options available to you, and that's why I've invited Jim today to Money Sense to help us kind of break this down into a format that we can easily understand. So welcome, Jim. Thank you, Julie. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. You're welcome. I think our listeners are uh, tuned in and anxious to hear what you have to teach us about Medicare. I know it it is tricky, but it's a big part of the financial plan. It's a big part of the overall picture. Once you hit 65, you need to think about it, and uh, actually even before then. And so it's important that we have the right tools and the right information and the right partners bringing us this information. So uh, do your best to explain the ABCs and Ds of Medicare. Well, I, I certainly will try. I'll do my best. It, it is it is a, a very confusing topic, unfortunately. There are lots and lots of pieces to it, but when you do take the time to sit down with a licensed agent, Hopefully you will be able to 
put those pieces together and really understand how you can make it work for you. You can design benefits around exactly what you're after as opposed to just taking a government-issued standard policy and hoping that it works. So uh, happy to be a resource for my clients, happy to be partnered with the Ellen Becker Group in helping people plan appropriately and customize their benefits. So I guess to get started, there's a lot of people that are turning 65 right now. Is uh, kind of a big part of the market right now. They talk a lot about 10,000 people a day turning 65. So there are lots and lots of people that are trying to figure out Medicare for their first time ever. So uh, that would probably be a good place to start. Turning 65, you're going to get Part A. You're going to get it because you've been paying for it every paycheck you've ever gotten. So Part A is kind of automatic. It just kind of happens. Part B is something that you do need to sign up for, especially if you're self-employed. You need to notify the Social Security office that you are not taking group insurance beyond the age of 65 if that is your choice or you don't have some type of retirement plan or something that's going to carry you beyond the age of 65. So signing up for Part B is something that does require action. Uh, Not all of the time, but sometimes it does require action. So that's the very first place to start is making sure you've got Part A and B in place when you do turn 65. That way you can shop for all these options that you see on TV all the time all these commercials for Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage plans or drug plans, all of those things become a lot more easily accessible to you once you've got A and B in place. So uh, A and B put in place, now you've got original Medicare. Then Uncle Sam says, okay, you've got basically you're on first base and you need to figure out how to get the rest of it handled. A big piece of the puzzle is Part D. Got to have drug coverage. So this is not offered through the federal government. This isn't offered through state agencies as much as it's available through private sector companies. So you're either going to be looking online, you're either going to be looking in the library, or you're going to be working with a professional. Uh, Of course, I strongly encourage you to work with a licensed professional so they can help you find the right plan for your needs because drug coverage is not all the same. Some plans work better with certain pharmacies than others. Some plans work better with certain types of medications than others. Uh, So it is possible to get a drug plan that's not going to work perfect for you. So again, very important to work with a licensed representative, somebody that's been trained and educated on these products so they can help you make sure you're not traveling too far to get to an in-network pharmacy and also make sure you're not paying too much for medications that you know you're going to be taking. So that covers A, B, and D. But we skipped over a letter there, and there's Part C. That's where Medicare Advantage plans uh, kind of show their face, and they become an option. And those are very, very popular options. Um, Not right for absolutely everybody, but important to understand that Part C as a Medicare Advantage plan can really give you some solid peace of mind and help you understand your annual out-of-pocket exposure. Regular Medicare basically covers... 80% 80% of your medical bills. So people people really want to have more than 80% of their medical bills covered. That's exactly where an Advantage plan comes in to provide what they call a maximum out-of-pocket, which is kind of a cap on that 20% to make sure that if you do have to spend a week or two in the hospital, that it doesn't end up causing you or costing you uh, a major chunk of your life savings or a major chunk of your retirement plan. So Medicare Advantage plans can limit your out-of-pocket exposure, but they do also require 
some participation. So there is out-of-pocket costs. There are co-pays. There are, um, you know, there are expenses that you're going to deal with on a Medicare Advantage plan. The cool part about those plans is they're predictable, often bite-sized manageable expenses. Uh, the alternative to a Part C is, believe it or not, uh, Plan H, G, J, F, K, L. There's lots of them out there. The alphabet soup gets more and more confusing, but fortunately for us, we live in the great state of Wisconsin, uh, and we've got a uh, commissioner that only allows Plan F because that's a great plan for Wisconsin residents. So I like to call those the Cadillac plans. Uh, that's the type of plan where if Medicare is going to cover it, your supplement is going to cover it well, and you're not going to have really any out-of-pocket expenses. If that Cadillac is built appropriately, all you're going to have to do is pay your monthly premium, and you likely won't have to pay very much, if anything, out-of-pocket. Uh, very important to understand those plans don't come with drug coverage, so you've got to make sure you've got drug coverage in addition to a Medicare supplement. So even in the short amount of time, I've rattled through a lot of the alphabet soup, and in my attempt to clarify all of this, I'm sure I've made it a little bit more confusing. One of the things that I've that I've read that I, uh, I've kind of carried with me throughout my the beginning of my career so far is that about 70% of people are more confused after they speak with an insurance agent than before they met with them. And hopefully that's not the result of me talking on this show today, as much as giving you some guidelines and some some real basic pieces to understand the foundation of Medicare benefits. Part A and B is original Medicare. That's pretty much standard issue. Part D is drug coverage. You've got to have that, whether that's included in your Medicare Advantage plan or whether you're buying that in addition to a Medicare supplement plan. Very, very important to have drug coverage. Well, thanks, Jim. Could you explain what each part of uh, Medicare covers specifically? I know you talked a lot about Part D and the prescription drug coverage, uh, but what does Part A? What is Part A really responsible for, and and Part B? And then how does that? Also, I'd like to get to talk today about um, what pieces you need to apply for, and then what other pieces um, you can hold off on if you're if you're still working. But really, if you could break down now Part A, Part B, Part C, and Part D, that would be helpful. That's great. I appreciate that. Part Part A, Part A covers hospitals covers your skilled nursing facilities. It covers home health care. Um, part B kicks in, and that's what covers your doctor visits, your preventive services, also diagnostic testing, lab work, things along those lines. Also, durable medical equipment is covered by Part B. Um, so that's, again, Part B is one that you do have to sign up for. Part A is one that is relatively automatic. Part C that's the Medicare Advantage plan, and those are offered through private sector companies, not offered through the federal government. Um, and rather than start listing off a couple of the names, you've, you've heard plenty of them, you've seen plenty of commercials. There's lots of companies out there that offer Medicare Advantage plans. The key is understanding what that network of providers really entails. Um, is that Medicare Advantage plan a PPO plan, or is it a uh, HMO plan? What, what exactly is the difference? Uh, understanding if you can go out of your neighborhood, if you've got a if you've got a, a house in Florida, or if you've got uh, a cabin somewhere that's not in southeastern Wisconsin, for example, a uh, an HMO based off of the Milwaukee area might not be the best for you. So 
when looking at Medicare Advantage plans in Part C, very important to understand what type of network does that plan offer. Again, PPOs, HMOs, there's a couple of other options out there, but those are definitely the most, uh, the most readily available. And then Part D. Part D also has networks of providers, and Part D is specific to only your drug coverage. So is it going to work with this pharmacy versus that pharmacy? Are they going to consider this medication Tier 1 or Tier 2? Uh, this can vary from plan to plan, and you can change your drug plans, and you can change your Medicare Advantage plans every single year during the open enrollment period, which is right around the corner for us. That open enrollment period starts on October 15th and goes until December 7th every year. So that's the time if you've got some questions or if you've got curiosity about what's the new plan model going to look like for next year, that's the time when you can get out there and shop and look around and with no questions other than one simple question about a very serious illness, there's very, very difficult to not get approved for a Medicare Advantage plan, uh, prescription drug plans guaranteed. So that is Part A, Part B, Part C, and Part D. And to get into the rest of the alphabet, we get into Medicare supplement plans, which, again, that's, that's, that's going to be kind of a commodity where all those plans have to work exactly the same, but each company is going to be able to offer a little bit of extra when it comes to their customer service, when it comes to their kind of bells and whistles, if you will, where they try to entice you. But uh, Cadillac's a Cadillac, in my opinion. Where can you get the best rate on a Cadillac, I guess, is how those companies would have to compete with each other. So you talk about Medicare Advantage plans, and I know that you also talk about Medigap plans. Mm -hmm. And what is the difference? Uh, thank you for that. It's, it's often confused and, and that's, a, that's a great question. Thanks for bringing that up. Medi Medigap plans are Medicare supplement plans. And they're not Medicare Advantage plans. So, so what does that mean? What's the difference? A Medigap plan or a Medicare supplement plan is designed to pick up where original Medicare leaves off. I mentioned earlier that Medicare covers about 80% of your medical bills. A Medigap plan fills in the gap. A Medicare supplement plan fills in the gap and basically covers that 20% exposure. The difference with a Medicare Advantage plan is instead of that 20% simply being covered, that 20% is covered with a copay and you've got a little bit of participation in order to have those medical bills completely taken care of. So on a Medicare Advantage plan, you pay a lower monthly premium and then you pay when you're at the doctor's office visit whether that's seeing a primary, seeing a specialist, having some lab work done, or being hospitalized. There is a cost that is associated with that. It is limited, it is predictable, and it's set up ahead of time in your summary of benefits with your Medicare Advantage plan. So with XYZ Insurance Company, for example, you know that if you have the absolute worst year possible, your maximum out-of-pocket is going to be, let's just say, $5,000. So you know that if that hospitalization happens this year, the worst case possible would be about a $5,000 amount out-of-pocket. Now, it's, it's hard to get to that $5,000 on a Medicare Advantage plan, and should you decide to reach out to me, I'd be happy to talk to you on an individual basis about that. But with that, that same $5,000 amount of potential exposure from that hospitalization, if you were on a Medigap plan, 
or a Medicare supplement plan, again, those are the same things, that would likely be covered at 100%. And you would more than likely have to pay nothing other than your monthly premium. So some people ask me if Medicare supplements are kind of like prepaying for health care, whether you use it or not. I have a hard time arguing that, uh, that assumption because it's pretty close. You're, 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 you're paying that monthly premium. You can go to the doctor as often as you want. You're not going to have to pay any co-pays. As opposed to on a Medicare Advantage plan, you might pay very, very little on a monthly basis. But then if you want to go see that doctor, maybe it's 20 bucks, Maybe it's 5 Maybe it's 25 depending on the plan that you've got. So big difference between Medigap plans and Medicare Advantage plans. Medicare Advantage plans have a much lower monthly cost, but you've got a little bit of skin in the game when you decide to use that. On a Medigap or a Medicare supplement plan, you have a higher monthly cost, but you get to go to the doctor without having to worry about what that medical bill is really going to look like. So I think it's safe to say there's no one shoe that fits all. That is, uh, that is very safe to say, and that's, that's exactly why I take so many darn tests. I've got so many carriers that I work with. Um, one of the advantages that I have with working with Health Markets Insurance Agency is multiple carriers. Uh, when, when I or when someone from my team shows up uh, in your home or when you meet us in our office, uh, we've got many, many, many options. So we get to spend more time focusing on what our client's looking for as opposed to what kind of products we offer. So that's a very, very important piece to the puzzle is if you are confused, if you are shopping for these plans, make sure you're talking to somebody that's got some options as opposed to somebody that's got the logo printed across their chest, um, they're, they're probably going to tell you that's the best plan there is out there. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy my position very much because I get to show up and tell people that I don't sell anything as much as I help people find what they're looking for. When you've got that many carriers to deal with, that's, that's the, the benefit that you get. Good. Well, I think that's perfect, and as we're looking at working with our clients on financial planning and we have these clients who are turning 65 or have a spouse that's turning 65 and these questions come up all the time and I always like to introduce them to somebody who can give them sort of an unbiased approach and and, and come from a place of education and of course we know that's the approach that you have Uh, I want to take a quick break and then when we come back I want to talk about what the first step is when you are nearing that age 65 because I know it's happening quite frequently for a lot of people and so with that we'll be right back Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And we have spent uh, a great amount of time talking with Jim Larson, who is a licensed insurance agent with Health Markets, about Medicare. The Medicare open enrollment period is right around the corner. And there's going to be a lot of options for those of you who are turning 65 or are already 65 or have a spouse turning 65 or maybe even a parent turning 65 and you're unsure of how to help them navigate through sort of these unchartered waters. The one thing that I can assure you, and and it's been confirmed here in talking to Jim a little bit for the first segment, is that there is no perfect answer that works for everybody. What might work for you maybe is not the best choice for your spouse or for your husband, I'm sorry, for your neighbor or your neighbor's husband. Um, You know, the, the changes are 
constantly evolving. The products are constantly evolving and there is no one shoe that fits all. So it is really important to sit down and evaluate your own situation to make sure that you are protected based on what your goals and needs are. And so Jim, welcome back. And maybe we can now jump into what are the first steps? What do you do when you are nearing age 65 or you have a spouse nearing age 65 and you have to start thinking about these things? Give us kind of a step-by-step, a play-by-play process on what you need to do. Sure, sure. Well, with with Part A, Part A is, is typically automatic. Uh, part A, you get enrolled in that, and it begins the first day of the month that includes your 65th birthday. Um, you typically get that automatically if you've worked and paid taxes for 10 years. If that's somewhere in your tax history, then Part A shows up, and it's typically free of charge for you. You can also qualify under your spouse's benefits. So if you have not been working or never worked, but your spouse was working full-time and was working for at least 10 years, then you can still qualify under that. Um, and if all else fails, there is an option where you can buy in to Part A if you haven't been working. Uh, that is an option, and you can purchase Part A for up to $413 per month to get involved in that uh, senior insurance policy of Medicare Part A. So first things first, you get Part A, and it kicks in likely automatically because the most of us have been working and have been paying taxes and it just kind of happens automatically now what part a does is it covers your hospitals it, it, it covers the first 60 days in the hospital once you've paid your $1,300 deductible uh, and then regular Medicare gives you co-pays every day after that so depending on how long you're in the hospital you can have some co-pays that add up rather large. Now keep in mind I mentioned that regular Medicare only covers 80% of your medical bills. So those copays don't stop. If you're in the hospital for a very terribly long amount of time, that bill becomes very terribly large. So Part A covers the hospitals. It's uh, likely automatic. You can buy into it if you haven't been working and paying taxes. And it's going to give you 80% coverage for those inpatient hospitalizations for skilled nursing facilities up to 100 days uh, and things along those lines. Part B, that's one where you do, sometimes you do have to be a little bit more active in order to get covered by Part B. Um, If you were covered by group insurance and you have been for a long time, Part B is not going to happen automatically because they're not going to assume that you're quitting your job the day you turn 65, as much as some of us might like or might uh, fantasize about that being the actual cutoff date where we don't have to go to work anymore. Uh, the federal government doesn't see it that way. So Part B, uh, Part B, you can elect to have it start if it's not going to be automatic. If you're self-employed, it's likely automatic because they they know you've got individual insurance, which you can't have beyond the age of 65. So if you're self-employed, you're likely going to get Part B automatically, and that's also going to start the first day of the month that includes your 65th birthday. If you are not self-employed and working for a big company, have group insurance, something along those lines, uh, you can stay on that group insurance policy, or you might want to get off of that group insurance policy. That depends on where you work, and it depends on what they're offering you, of course. If you do decide to take original Medicare instead of group insurance, 
you will need to enroll in Part B. And the way to do that is you can either go to ssa.gov or you can go to the Social Security Administrative Office in person. I've found that that gets a lot better results than trying to do that over the phone. But once you do sign up for Part B, that's $134 a month is the is the premium the way it's set right now for this year. And it's $134 a month for just about everybody unless your income is relatively high. Now, if your income is high, then you can pay a little bit more than 134 according to the federal government, and they'll tell you exactly how much that's going to be. Uh, that's called the Income-Related Medicare Adjustment, also known as IRMA. And that is a, a little bit of an interesting detail about Medicare Part B, but the majority of people are paying $134 a month. Well, and I just want to interject uh, at that point because we work very closely with our clients on distribution planning. And what sometimes clients don't understand is what their what they take out of their retirement accounts or some of their in, whatever we're doing in their investment portfolio that increases their income often has an impact on the cost of their Medicare Part B. And so when the uh, Medicare tries to determine how much uh, a person is responsible for pain and they look at the IRMA factor that you talked about, that lasts, I believe, Jim, is that two years going forward? Yes. Yeah, so it's really important that once you do reach age 65 and you are paying Medicare premiums that you understand how your income affects those premiums because you may think, well, I'm not working and my income is low, but we're taking distributions out of retirement accounts or you have high capital gains or other things that are going to impact what you pay on Medicare. And then that sticks with you for a couple years. And so it's really important that once you're in this phase of your life and you're paying these premiums, that you work with a financial advisor to manage your distributions so that you don't find yourself paying more than you really need to. Absolutely. That's a great point. And if if that's distributions from your retirement accounts, if that's proceeds from the sale of a home, uh, that's that's all going to affect that bottom line when you do your taxes at the end of that year. And Uncle Sam's looking at that to try to figure out if you are still qualified to pay that 134 a month or if you're qualified to pay a little bit more. Uh, and I've had some clients that have taken distributions in order to buy the RV that they always wanted. And it turns out that that large sum of money uh, is taxable, and that changes that income. So just very, very important to work with your financial advisor uh, and, and your insurance agent to make sure that everything is cooperating and everything's working the way that it's supposed to. So a little bit more about uh, Part B. Part B covers your doctor's office visits, covers preventive services. Uh, it, it covers durable medical equipment. So Part B is obviously incredibly important. That $134 a month gives you a lot of coverage, but it is 80% coverage. So that's that's more reason to consider a Medigap plan or a Medicare Advantage plan to make sure that you are not leaving yourself with 20% exposure. Then we move into Part D. Part D is drug coverage specific. It is only available through private sector organizations, uh, large insurance companies, small insurance companies, uh, but again, not through the government. And if you don't have drug coverage in place, when you're eligible to have drug coverage in place, the federal government's aware of it. And then when you do try to get drug coverage put in place later on down the road, because now all of a sudden your health has changed, and, well, it turns out now that I'm 74, I, I do want to have some drug coverage. Then you go and you sign up, 
The federal government knows that you haven't had appropriate drug coverage since the age of 65, and they assess a penalty. That penalty is always going to be there. So now you, you pick up that drug plan in your 70s, and instead of paying 20 bucks a month for it, you might be stuck paying 80 bucks a month for that same plan, uh, and that, that penalty sticks. So very important to have drug coverage in place as soon as you're eligible for it, even if you don't think that you need it. The federal government thinks you do, so we got to make sure that we stay coloring inside the lines and, and make sure that we've got the drug plan we're required to have. Um, there's also a couple of options out there that are available not necessarily through private sector insurance companies, but there's an option available through the state of Wisconsin called Senior Care, which is a very impressive program. Um, and, and my office and my colleagues have helped quite a few people enroll in that plan. It's very, very expensive. It's, it's very, very inexpensive, excuse me. And it qualifies as drug coverage. So it's, it's a way to reduce your monthly cost, not necessarily taking a lot of medications, and also not accumulating that penalty for later on down the road when you decide to get a little bit more robust drug plan. So uh, a lot of detail just around Part D. Uh, again, further verification and further evidence that very, very important to be working with a licensed representative. Uh, when, when you're looking at Part D plans, it's very, very important to understand what medications you're really taking, what the frequency of those medications are, and what the dosages are. When I'm working with people, that's, that's one of the most common sources of confusion is, you know, what's the donut hole? Where am I supposed to be able to get my prescription drugs? Is this Tier 1 or Tier 3? And what in the world is the difference? Um, as much as plans seem very, very similar, they are very similar, but those little details that are different can make a big difference on your individual finances. So very important to take your time and make sure you understand exactly what drugs you're taking and how the plan handles those medications. Another thing I'll throw out there real quick is as a licensed insurance agent dealing with Medicare beneficiaries, it's illegal for me to ask you what medications you're on. It makes it very difficult for me to help you get the right drug plan. So keep that in mind when you're working with an agent. Feel free to offer the drugs that you're on if you're concerned with that. Make sure that they're aware of the drugs that you're on and the pharmacy that you prefer because that way we can actually tailor a plan to you. But the federal government decided if I start asking you about what drugs you're on, I'm more than likely going to be steering you into some kind of a plan or predetermining the outcome based off of that. So to work in your best interest, we're not allowed to ask those questions. Uh, so just something out there to, to help you work with your agent on Part D plans. Make sure you're being as upfront and honest about your concerns as possible because it might surprise you the questions we're not allowed to ask you. So when, when does it make sense to start doing all of this research and getting in front of people like yourself and, and starting to identify your own goals in terms of Medicare planning? The, the, the federal government allows seven months, believe it or not. They allow seven months for us to shop. And that is the three months before your birthday, the month of your birthday, and then the three months after your birthday is essentially the seven-month guaranteed issue they call it the initial coverage election period. And that's when those 10,000 people a day that are turning 65, that's when they can really get accurate, realistic numbers about their current situation as far as the county that they live in. Because the county that they live in 
really, really makes a difference on the products that are available to them. Uh, so three months before their birthday, the month of your birthday, and then three months after your birthday, you have the ability to shop. Uh, I encourage people all the time, when it's, when it's three months before your birthday, that's when you're getting a hold of the Social Security office to make sure you've got A and B queued up and ready to go for the first day of the month that includes your birthday. So if you turn 65 November 7th, your Medicare plan is going to kick in November 1st. So just important to understand, it always starts on the first of the month that includes your birthday, and you can start to shop accurately three months before that month. Good. Thank you. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll kind of wrap up the Medicare planning topic and share with you an upcoming event that we have available uh, for our listeners to join in on. So with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. Ellenbecker Investment Group has two offices in the Milwaukee area. One is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. And our other office is on the east side in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building. So please feel free to stop in either of our offices if you would like to uh, meet with an advisor or have schedule an appointment. Also, take some time to look at our webpage at ellenbecker.com. We have a lot of wonderful information on there. You can put a voice with a face and get to know us that way. We also have all of our newsletters available for your review. My guest today is Jim Larson, and he is a licensed insurance agent with Health Markets. And he's been on Money Sense before. He has also written in our newsletter before and provide presentations to our clients and you, our listeners. We have an article coming up in our fourth quarter newsletter here that will be available in October, and you can find that right on our webpage if you'd like to learn more. And Jim, you've done a great job explaining the ABCs and Ds of Medicare, and if our listeners are driving, uh, they haven't had an opportunity to write any of this down, so I would like to invite you to also visit our webpage if you'd like to re-listen to this recording as a podcast, or if you know somebody else who may find it beneficial, you can share the information with them as well. So, Jim, we have a few minutes left here today, and I'd like to talk about how Medicare fits into kind of the financial planning piece. And one of the things and the questions that comes to me a lot is that it's very unusual that we have a married couple both turning 65 at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when one person is turning 65 and they're faced with some Medicare decisions? And another uh, spouse may be a couple years younger or uh, maybe not working and doesn't have options available for them. Is that something you can help with as well? Certainly, certainly. And that's a, that's a very, very frequent question is how does this affect my spouse? Um, and the, the reality of it is, is Medicare is an individual policy. Uh, whether it's a Medicare Advantage plan, a Medicare Supplement plan, uh, right down to the drug plans, they're all based off of that one person that one individual that's enrolled. So if your spouse is much younger than you are, uh, your individual insurance plan is not going to affect theirs um, and vice versa. So there, there is plenty of clients that I've worked with where there is somebody that is under 65 married to somebody that is over 65. They have the, you know, they, they have a much different spectrum of insurance benefits available to them. But again, they can find a plan that's right for them specifically. I've also got plenty of clients that are 
both over the age of 65. And their benefits don't have any bearing on the spouse, meaning that, um, well, just just on Friday I had a I had an individual was uh, was very friendly and he said uh, we both need to get this done and I need her to have the best plan that's available out there and I don't go to the doctor so I don't really want anything at all uh, and I thought that was hilarious but it was also kind of typical um, it, it's also important to understand that you can do just that if you want to put your spouse in a Cadillac and give yourself a pair of roller skates that that can be done. Uh, whether or not it's a great idea is is something that we need to talk honestly about. But the that's that is kind of a nice advantage of being in that Medicare market is you can you can custom fit your own benefits and it doesn't necessarily impact your spouse at all. Well, when we're doing planning with clients, one of the things that I think drives individuals to work. Uh, beyond 65 is often the health insurance that their company offers because their spouse is younger. Mm -hmm. And so with all of the changes with the Affordable Care Act and with um, understanding how income affects that and knowing that if you're turning 65 and your spouse is collecting on your employer insurance, that you making that retirement decision affects the insurance opportunities for your for your spouse and so we work really closely with our clients to help identify what their retirement goals are and then managing their insurance their health insurance coverage based on their goals as opposed to the opposite which oftentimes when you know clients come in here they say well I can't stop working because I need the health insurance or I'm not going to stop working because my spouse needs the coverage mm-hmm. so it's really important to look at it overall as a full plan. And there's a lot of variables that go into it. And some of those you share with our listeners um, in the past and, and, you know, jump in on some of the variables that go into how you can craft a plan and what's important. No, no doubt about it. There's, it's unfortunate how many people haven't asked enough questions to find the answer that they always wanted. They just didn't know it existed. I've got lots of clients that have come to the conclusion that oh, wait, I didn't have to maintain this group insurance policy. Just because I'm still working doesn't mean that I have to stay on the group plan. So that's something to be very aware of. If if you are over the age of 65, you are eligible for Medicare, and you're still paying a substantial amount of money on a payroll deduction for that group insurance. That might be the best coverage out there for you. And I'm not telling you to drop your group insurance because you're over 65. I'm telling you to work with a licensed advisor, work with a licensed agent to make sure that you're still in the best possible situation because your company might offer a great group insurance policy or your your company might be telling you they're offering a great insurance policy. You should work with an insurance agent to find out what's best for you specifically. Um, And then a a couple of the variables that go into it, Again, making sure that making sure that the plan that you're looking at is custom fit for your lifestyle, your health history, and your budget. Uh, you can you can truly design a plan based around your needs, not necessarily what the HR department thinks you should have, or what everybody else on the assembly line is currently using. So again, work work with reach out to a local licensed ad- advisor, a local licensed agent. And talk to them about what's the best thing I could possibly do for me. Uh, And I think that's the best place to start, knowing that it is based around you and your needs. Well, there's so few things in life that we have control over. 
And when I work with our clients, I help them identify all the risks that they have in their financial plan. And we really, although we do have some control over our health and uh, maintenance for our health, we don't have control over all of our health issues. We don't have control over our health history necessarily or our family medical history. And so the important thing is to identify what risks are out there and then figure out a plan that's going to help you mitigate it because we know that there's a lot of things we can't control so we have to focus on the things that we can control. And even just that piece of information helps us go into the Medicare planning just a little bit more prepared. Uh, If you would like to have an opportunity to meet Jim and see him face-to-face, he will be presenting a seminar at Ellen Becker Investment Group, our Pewaukee location in the Education Center. That seminar we are hosting on October 11th, which is just four days before the annual enrollment period opens. And we will have one session from 1 to 3 on October 11th, and we will have another session from 6 to 8 p.m. And I invite you to go to our webpage and look up our events, and you can register right there. These uh, sessions fill up quick, as you can imagine. It's I always look at uh, the way our Medicare specialists have just a short window to make all of these decisions. It's similar to our CPAs and tax preparers. They have a short window of opportunity to uh, get in touch with our clients, and we want to make sure that you've got the opportunity to sit down with them, and this would be a great small group setting for you to not only meet Jim but learn a little bit more about the A, Bs, Cs, and Ds of Medicare, as well as uh, if you'd like to meet with an advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group and understand more how all the different components of the financial plan work together, which of course includes Medicare. Uh, You can always reach us at ellenbecker.com. We have a virtual tour of our offices if you'd like to see what our offices look like, and if you'd like to schedule an appointment, you can reach out to us anytime. Again, don't forget that Money Sense airs Saturdays from 2 to 3 and Sundays from 12 to 1. And as always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. And remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Enjoy the day.